0: Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. Welcome to the season three finale. In this episode, you'll meet Sam and Jenny, a husband and wife who are the definition of blended. We will discuss multiple exes, a high conflict ex, adoption, fostering, and how to thrive in your marriage and more. As always, thank you for listening. Season three was a blast and I'm excited for season four. Now let's meet Sam and Jenny. Hello, Sam and Jenny. Welcome to the podcast. Hey. Hey,
1: thanks for having us.
0: Yay! I love getting couples together to chat about the shit we go through. This oh, yeah. is exciting. <laughs> so Sam, you reached out. Um, you have quite a story to share. The both of you combined have a quite have quite the story to share. So um, I always like to give listeners a little bit of background on who I'm talking to, and then we can dive into the really good, juicy stuff. So Sam, mm-hmm. kick us off.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, we got married four years ago, or almost four years ago in June. Yeah. So close enough. <laughs> um, I came into the marriage with four kids, uh, had uh, full custody of my two older kids, and then had visits with my two younger ones. So we started, uh, started dating and just hit it off immediately. Mm-hmm. It kind of a whole friend zone backstory to that, but. Uh,
0: who friend zoned who?
1: Well, neither one of us did, but we thought that we did. We both thought we were in each other's friend zone.
0: <laughs> for- <laughs> <laughs> we so were both who- too
2: conservative to.
0: Mm, make move, move or flirt too much and so yeah <laughs> who, who finally made the move I
1: that, did. yeah that was you yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like this is happening
1: yeah <laughs> so
0: so you had four kids and two different bio moms correct
1: yes yes four okay. kids two exes okay which um, so i'm surprised after she found that out she didn't just <laughs> run <laughs> off <laughs> uh-huh but
2: I thought I'd seen it all at that point, but I was very wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and Jenny, you have we can go back and forth that we yeah. so Jenny, you have how many kids? I have two kids with, and they're
2: two different fathers in the in itself. So that's its own fun story. But um, yeah, so I came in with two daughters, two teen daughters in the younger teens at the time, um, younger and mid. And, um, I was kind of surprised he didn't run from two teens, (laughs) but, um, we had known each other for years, just literally acquaintances in passing. We both work on motorcycles. And so if I needed a part, the people I was hanging with and worked on bikes and stuff knew Sam and just, you can go get a part from Sam. He always had parts. And so, um, that's who I would call. And that's kind of how we became acquaintances for years and so I knew of him and and he knew of me and we both knew each other were good people and all of that. Cause we kind of ran in the same circle. And then when I found him, I was like, Hey, my buddy, Sam, will you come help me weld one night? Teach me how <laughs> he came running over. <laughs> and then we just stayed up talking. The rest is history. Um, but yeah, so we came together. He had those whole bunch of kids and, Um, I had met his oldest two before and they were just so sweet. He, you could just tell he did such a good job with them. And I hadn't met the youngest two because that situation was so complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, There was no room for that yet. And, um, but yeah, we worked it all out. Our kids just fell in love with each other as, as did we. And um, we got married like after a month of dating, like our kid, we, yeah, (laughs) we were like, we're going to do this because this is a lot of back and forth with a lot of kids and they're all wanting to, they're all wanting to stay the night with each other. I mean, they really liked each other. And I was just like in Arkansas, which is where we're from, there's lots of rules around cohabitation and with children, whether you have the children there, if they're in the presence, that's a certain hour at night and everything like that, that you can risk losing your kids, to the other parent. And sometimes that's not a good situation. And so we were like, well, a marriage certificate fixed that. That's silly, but it did. Wow. And so, um, and we just kind of took a risk on each other, but it really, really worked out and it still is. So <laughs> I guess it wasn't so bad, but yeah, I have to, um, my first ex-husband, um, he pretty much bailed on our daughter when she was 13. Hmm. And so that's complex. And it was through his divorce, him and, uh, his ex-wife had, they had two kids, and her and I are still good, good friends. Oh. We are the reason our kids see each other. Oh. And so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were friends at first, and he kind of created a wedge. So she's been my daughter's stepmom forever. I still consider her her stepmom mm-hmm. in all the ways. And we're back to being friends again. And then uh, on down the road, I married um, my last ex husband, and he actually adopted my second child. He's not her bio dad. Her bio dad split from, you know, the pregnancy test basically. And that was fine with me because I kind of was just like, well, I don't want to deal with any drama, so you can go on. That's fine. And so when she was two years old, um, he adopted her and he and I still are best friends and Sam is best good friends with him and we're friends with him and his wife. And it's just a really cool scenario situation. So, yeah
0: damn okay so it's like it's like i mean i just have to say the possibilities of what blended families can look like right i mean you can be friends with the stepmom you know the stepdad adopts like it's just it's all a mix and i i feel like the more i'm just kind of assessing as i'm talking right now is just the more that i hear different people's stories and stuff it it just always comes down to the individual and what they're willing to do and what they're willing or what they're not willing to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So Sam, in your situation, um, tell me about that. (laughs)
1: Um, well, there's a lot of situations. (laughs) First wife. First wife. Yeah, let's
0: start there. Thank you. Okay.
1: First wife. Um, we were young when, when we got pregnant with my my firstborn and uh you know did the r- tried to do the right thing make it work and uh had her and then my son came along two years after and she had oh she had some issues she was um, choosing some paths yeah. that were not
2: good for her or definitely not for the kids
1: yeah right? <laughs> yeah so I ended up uh when we split up, you know, I let, we did the divorce the cheap way and let her have a uh, full custody. And I got visitation I paid my child's board. I had the kids almost more than she did most of the time. And I was fine with that. Um, cause I knew they were safe around me. And, uh, then when she bailed, um, you know, I got, got full custody of the kids and, and, uh,
2: bailed me and moved to a different state, yeah, she leaving just, the kids behind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry. Yeah. She, <laughs> okay. she ran off to Texas, uh, just out of the blue and her, uh, her mother texted me and said, Hey, it's time for you to come get the kids. I was like,
2: what?
1: Okay. Um, and then she filled me in on a lot of the stuff that they were keeping hush hush. And it was a pretty crazy deal.
0: Wow. So you but, just got the kids in one swoop and that was.
1: Yeah, I got it, the kids. Yeah. Next day I went down to a lawyer's mm-hmm. office that I knew and, you know, I said, hey, this is what's going on. He said, well, we'll file an emergency uh, motion, you know, give you the kids, stop mm-hmm. your child sports. So you don't get in trouble for not paying and, and all that. And then it was it took a couple months to get it all settled you know she was impossible to get a hold of for a while so i had to figure out where she was and how to serve her and get her back to you know deal with all of it and then the kicker I, was is that
2: you were in your second marriage when this was happening
1: yeah yeah oh so so yeah, then there was I guess the way i explained forward. it was way shorter than it actually <laughs> was yeah there, there was this a stepmom involved at that point um
0: <laughs> yeah i wish you could see jenny's face okay
1: yeah so i've had them from i've had them most of their lives by myself so
0: okay um, how old were the kids when she took off
1: oh um it's around five and three or was it yeah like, yeah it was around Almost five and three. Okay. Uh my son was, I think my son had just turned three or something okay. like that. Um, okay. So trauma. I'm terrible with yeah. with dates and ages and trying to go back and think <laughs> about it.
0: Uh so then you and your ex-wife are raising your kids and then you you together have kids?
1: Uh yes, we have two. Uh, together and they are four and six Yeah, almost five. now
0: now okay so,
1: yeah all, all, almost five and almost seven okay they're, they're getting close
0: and judging by jenny's face that is not the best co-parenting relationship
1: oh no no no, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i yeah out of all the roles and hats that i've worn and, and played and done um being a stepmom in that situation, and I've been a stepmom before. So, my second ex husband and best friends was still, he had three kids, all 10 and under. And I walked into that, got along with their mom pretty good. I don't have a problem getting along with people. In fact, I hate conflict. So, it's really easy for me to <laughs> play nice. Uh-huh. And so, um, this one has been by far the second wife of his has been by far the hardest challenge out of any role I've had even mm-hmm. doing foster care, all the things I can't, I don't understand it.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So give us a little picture of what exactly goes down with, with her. What's the custody. So you have your, you have your two kids all the time. And then what's the custody schedule with your youngest two? Um,
1: right now I get standard visitation with them and, uh, not a second more, um, not by my choice. But so that's
2: every other weekend. Yeah, every once other a
1: weekend week. and one day a week. And then we do uh, week on, week off in the summers. Okay. So, and then we're working on uh, getting joint custody. So hoping hoping that works out. Mm-hmm. I've got a, I'm have got pretty confident that that's going to happen, which will be great for the kids.
0: Mm-hmm uh, what's, what's, um, the schedule, like what? when you wrote in, it was like, wait, so you have like six to eight kids at any given time. Like what, what is the schedule? Like <laughs> at, at any, like, do you have this massive calendar in your house where it's yes. all like highlighters and post-it-tops? yes. All right. Yeah. Very,
2: very <laughs> list making organized. I, I am the, the brains of that operation pretty much exclusive Absolutely. <laughs> and uh yeah so we get my stepdaughters um every other weekend and one day a week random holidays switch off and every other week during the summer and um then uh the your two oldest which are now my two oldest because I adopted them um we'll get to that but uh they are um with us full-time and we let them go see grandparents on bio mom's side and any family, if they want to drive out of town to go see family, we're still pretty close to her family. We don't ever want the kids to go without just because of like one adult's decision. So we try to keep them close and keep a good relationship there. So they go every other weekend like for a night or something, or mm-hmm. there's some special occasion. I mean, we're pretty flexible and then, um, Who else? Then there's uh, my oldest daughter is now 18 and moved out this summer. Um, I'll try not to get emotional about that. Um, (laughs) She's doing really great, though. I couldn't be more proud. I did exactly what I was supposed to do. So we both survived it. And then my 15 year old that lives here uh, with my second ex-husband, my best friend, ex-husband, that I say um, Mm -hmm. she goes every other weekend to see him. And we're really flexible if they want extra time. It's not a big deal to us at all. And then we also have um, three current foster kids that are here nonstop every day.
0: Wow. Every day. So, what?
2: <laughs> a so, really low kid count weekend for us is when we have one night where we just have the three foster kids and maybe we can go out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, on yeah. top
0: of all that, you also decide to foster. Yeah. Wow.
2: I mean, we're either crazy or our hearts are just way louder than our brain. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We just really wanted to help.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of that comes from all of our kids' backgrounds. They've all been abandoned by Mm -hmm. one parent. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's amazing we found that many of them that had the same things happen to them, you know. But
2: yeah, it's definitely something the kids bond over is that they've, all are dealing, all of them have dealt with abandonment in one one way or another from at least one parent.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we've been used to dealing with, with all the things that come with that. And you know, it's just kind of felt natural to, to step into that role too. And, you know, help kids there's, once we looked into it, it was scary how many, you know, the numbers of kids that get taken from their parents every week mm-hmm. and you know we just felt like that was something we needed to you know throw our hat in the ring and...
2: i mean we already had so many kids what's, <laughs> what's the point yeah <laughs> my mother always used to say and still does one is like nine and two is like 10 anything yeah. after that is just and it's kind of true
0: yeah yeah kind of
2: true so... um
0: So I know stepmoms are probably wondering, um, let's talk about how you decided to adopt your your stepkids or not, just your kids. Can I tell that one? Yeah. Okay. She's (laughs) way
1: better at talking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So
2: when I met him, he had full custody of the two older ones. Um, They were nine and six when I met them. And so it was so easy so easy to just—they wanted a mama so bad, so it was so easy because that is, um, I'm naturally just a nurturing person, and so that was just—it just fit right off the bat. And so um, their bio mom at that time was kind of coming in and out. She kind of had a routine of ugh, months would go by being gone, and then we. <laughs> Without giving too much info on her because they do care about her and hope that this gets better one day and maybe she can be integrated back into the kid's life just to um, help them fill that space or emptiness but she was kind of coming in and out and um, running into money trouble with this case because she owed him lots of child support and she just was, wasn't sticking to making good choices. And I kind of wrote her a letter and I was just like, Hey, I want to adopt these kids. This in no way means you have to go away. It no, in no way means that you're not their mother and didn't give birth to them and all the important things that I just wrote her a sweet letter that it was just like, I just want to give them perma- permanency and stability. And I want that for them. And I think you want that for them. And, um, I'm not trying to, you know, be some, be you or, You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm not trying to take your place. I just want to be what I am for them. And um, with that, and we had an okay relationship. I don't think she hated me at all. I think she was very appreciative of the role I played in their life. Um, I understood where she was coming from based on her past and her traumas and stuff. And um, she finally, I think once the court started really Nipping at her heels about it, and she was about to lose some things that were important to her. She was like, Yeah, I'm not, I can't. She, I think she felt overwhelmed um to not be able to catch up. And the kids really wanted me to adopt them. Um, it it just made sense. That's, that's the best way I can put it. It just made sense. And so she did it, and we um arranged it in a way that she couldn't be harmed in it financially or. You know, we weren't seeking restitution on anything and you're just free, but also please call, please try. We're open to um, a healthy relationship. If that can ever be that way. Um, we haven't heard from her yet, but we still hope that maybe she will. Um, we're open to that.
0: How and long ago is how long ago was it?
2: Last, the end of last summer. So it's been a year since I adopted them. Okay. So um, I, I think maybe she'll come around maybe one day maybe, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, and that, that's that. And yeah, I mean, I love them like my own and not to say it doesn't come with its own challenges. It was way easier to bond to one of the children versus the other one. So, um, so he has one of them is a girl and one's a boy and that little boy learned to not trust women based on his experiences. So he loves his daddy, but you know, second, his first stepmom, his second ex-wife, Mm-hmm. um did not make that easy for him. Uh we had to put both kids through 8 months of therapy after her <laughs> essentially. Wow. And so um there was just a lot of damage done there. So with bio mom kind of leaving and not being stable in his life and then step first step mom coming in, I mean it took like 4 to 6 months for him to even uh allow a hug from me. Mm. And things like that. So I was just really patient with him and I think I'm still having to be patient with him and, um, and not pushing him into, uh, a relationship with me that he's not ready for. We're, we're we're close. Don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but one is different than the other. Sure. So my adopted daughter and I just click, like we always have, we'd never been apart, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but he's more of a, he's more of a daddy's boy. I mean, that's who he trusts. That's always been his rock. So Mm -hmm. that's,
1: yeah. Yeah, He's also, uh um, you know he's nine, but he kinda I, I think a lot of the stuff that happened with his first stepmom kind of stunned him mm-hmm. since he was so young. You know, he was three. And so I think he's not quite not quite there yet. You know, he's still mm-hmm. like a, a much younger kid.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Emotionally and and stuff. So
2: super smart emotionally a little behind just. I think he's in a protective shell, you know. But we're working with him. We're being patient with him. So,
0: yeah, yeah, and that's all you can do, right? And your your the therapy and and the support. And I imagine all the other kids that are around that can uh, kind of be with him as he walks walks through that. So the relationship with the, the, your kids, Sam, the like when they're all together, because your oldest they're you know they're the half and they Mm -hmm. go back and forth like what is do they have memory of all living together
1: um the the two younger ones don't they were too little okay Um, yeah uh we actually split up while she was uh pregnant with our second okay daughter um that sounds horrible to hear them out
0: (laughs) oh no i've heard other stories like that too i mean Yeah. yeah
1: so you know they they don't remember all being under one roof
0: okay
1: um the older ones do the older ones do yeah um but the two younger ones don't yeah but they've been with you know they've been seeing us for when did we get Well, I met first part started. I
2: met the when you guys started litigation anyway, when we started getting more time with them, um, I met them when they were three and twenty months. Oh
0: wow.
2: Yeah. So they don't really remember a time before me. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I mean, I it's they don't remember their their mom and dad being together. Mm -hmm. They they just know, hey, here's dad and Jenny and Mm -hmm. and mom's house, you know. So they just don't remember that. Um
0: yeah. Yeah. So um let's how do you navigate all the different exes? I mean, Jenny, you are friends with your one of your ex-husbands. Um, like, yeah, how does that all explain? So- <laughs>
2: So with my first ex that kind of abandoned our daughter at 13, I mean we really just don't talk. If she was a teenager at that point, and if he wanted out, he was a little bit high conflict. I thought he was high conflict. <laughs> but for me at that time, that was high conflict. But if he was wanted out and wanted to be gone and all that stuff, I we tried and tried to call and bring him around, but he just for whatever reason. I kind of believe that everybody's doing the best they can where, where they're at with what they have been given their whole life. And sometimes people's best is just not good enough for us at wherever we're at. So that's how I looked at him. He's doing his best. It's not good enough because not calling and not, you know, asking about our kid is that just sucks. So I just kind of let him go and do his own thing. And um, she's 18 now and she's processing a lot of that stuff and tried to reconnect with his family and it's, it's its own issue. But, um, I mean, he's still having a face all the child support he was behind on and just, we're trying to figure all of it out since she's 18. It's very weird when they turn 18 and Mm -hmm. everything changes, like everything that they've been used to your whole kid's life just changes. So, um, and then with, uh, my last ex, I mean, we just get along so well. It's so easy. It's Mm -hmm. just so easy not to say we don't get aggravated with each other but we've just been friends I mean we've known each other for 15 16 years so I mean we're just buds and I really like his wife um, that was um, being a stepmom twice now <laughs> it was it was interesting to have a new stepmom for um, my daughter that I have with my second husband. Um, I really like her. And there, and it was a little bit of a struggle at first, not because she did anything, but just accepting all those uncomfortable feelings yeah. of another woman in your life because he was single for a bit. So I hadn't seen him really move on, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was uncomfortable with it. I was really honest with myself and honest with him and got over it real quick. So yeah. <laughs> but I was never, I don't think I was ever high conflict at all. I was just like, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> and my teenage daughter
0: is. You know, having a relationship yeah. with her, and, and this is great, but I feel away and yeah, and, and I think that that's okay, and I think that that's something that, you know, is it's expected. Like, I mean, just because that I'm in this in this role, and I talk about like our high conflict situation and stuff. Like, if ever my husband and I split up, and someone was in my daughter's life, like, of course I'm gonna have a reaction. It's what I do with that reaction that matters. And you saying like, you know, being honest with yourself and being like, okay, this is weird, but recognizing it as your own stuff Yep, (laughs) and not putting it on your, your kid, like your kids, right? Like, I feel like that that's the... That's the difference there, and and to have you be a stepmom twice says something in that.
2: <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> it totally didn't just scar you from the experience.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I I feel like I've been lucky. Like I said, coming into his last ex, I I look back and I'm like, wow, I did it. We did a good job, all of us, all the people involved did a really good job, and even when it felt high conflict and it was at times. Um, No, (laughs) we did a good job. Mm -hmm. So, and then managing his ex-wives, I um, I think I was always sweet to your first one and nice, and tried to help. You know, she was one of those um, people that had more needs than than I could, you know, play a role in. Um, But I did my best with it, and I feel like I've I've always left space there to be friendly and for inviting. Mm -hmm. if you will. And then the second one, um, I kind of, I heard all the stories for a bit (laughs) before I met her and I dug, I was like, there's no way anybody could do the things that you're saying. I want Mm -hmm. police reports. I want every, I want to know everything. Let's, let's, and I did, and it wasn't like an interrogation. I was like, Hey, mind, like, if we go look at that, (laughs) like, I'm curious. Yeah. Yep. I'll pull it up for you. He was, he more than obliged me on anything I needed and wanted wow. to know um at one point we plugged up an old phone and he's like yeah because well he was going into court so he kind of needed mm. the info anyway sure. and I was just like wow no you did not make up a thing this is incredible and so I kind of stayed back for a while I I laid low I didn't make myself um visible <laughs> for sure. Uh, I, before we even came out as a dating couple, I remember I blocked her and her whole family and bloodline on every social media account <laughs> ever. <laughs> I was, I'm a six on the Enneagram. So I was very prepared for anything. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And now, uh, I have met her I've, I've come out and met her and like, Hey, you know, really pleasant and warm. And it met, you could tell she was uncomfortable. And I'm trying to be empathetic to her position because this is the first time her children have had a stepmother and she struggled with being a stepmom so badly. So I'm trying to be empathetic to that. And all my efforts, it seemed good at first, or like maybe welcomed a little bit and then would just get smashed. Like, I don't want her around. I don't like her, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. (laughs) I'm just sitting over here wondering what I did wrong. And it's been that way for three and a half years. Yeah, you just just exist.
0: That's the problem.
2: (laughs) It literally just exists. Um, I do not speak to her after the first upset, after meeting her. I even after offered to take, she's really close with her mother. They're like, they live right by each other, the best friends. So I was like, if you guys, to make you comfortable, if you want to go with your mom and I to get coffee, like we could do that. And she's like, oh yeah. And then not even like a week or so later, it was just smashed, just smashed. Um, I had given her my number. <laughs> That's blocked. I <laughs> can't do that anymore. Um, but yeah, that's, it's been a rough three and a half years and way more of the focus in our life than I would like it to be. And I'm very much looking forward to a day where we can eliminate some of that focus. Cause it is just, it's been high conflict for three and a half years. It's been rough. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I like I have some PTSD from it. Yeah, the,
0: absolutely. The legal term
1: is bonkers. <laughs> bonkers.
0: That's the legal term. Right.
1: It's been yeah. rough.
0: So now that we have a little bit of a background and everything I do, I'm going to take a break and I want to come back and chat about what you two do to survive and thrive (laughs) through all of this. Like, how do you, I want to hear, especially with high conflict stuff, I just think we are in such a need for resources on how to support one another through high conflict because My husband and I respond very differently Mm -hmm. to the high conflict X. And I feel like sometimes that difference in response causes conflict between the two of us. So when we come back, I want to talk to you guys about that. Sounds good. All right, Radical Mamas, I want to talk about the first resource I found as a stepmom. Stepmom Magazine was a game changer for how I navigate this role. It's an online magazine with articles from all the top step parenting experts on all things stepmom. Each issue is packed with insights, tips, and validation from licensed therapists, published authors, and stepfamily professionals who know and live the stepmom life. Stepmom Magazine also has ebooks specific to special topics like disengaging, being a full-time stepmom, parental alienation, and so much more. They are all available to download right now. I subscribed years ago and is exactly what I needed to feel less alone and more supported. Getting that monthly email telling me the new issue is out is like getting a warm hug from another stepmom. To subscribe, head to stepmommagazine.com and use the code RADICAL20 to save 20%. If you find something that makes you say, yes, hell yes, me too, Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know. I love hearing from you. Again, that's stepmommagazine.com and use the code radical20 to save you 20%. All right, so we are back and I want to talk about how you two support each other through the high conflict stuff. I want to hear from Sam and what it's like to be a stepdad, all the things. So what? How when the high conflict stuff happens, you know we respond in different ways. Sam, how do you respond to your high conflict ex?
1: Um, I mean, most of ninety percent of the time it doesn't really get to me. Part of it's because I'm just dead to it from all the years right. of dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing surprises me. Um. My main focus is when, once things become high conflict, we let it, I let it ride out, you know, and, and then, uh, then we talk about it. Uh, me and Jenny will talk, you know, she needs, she, she has to verbally process things. So I've become a very good listener.
0: And that is great for you to know. I feel like that's one of the first steps in like really moving towards growth is knowing how each other communicate. I'm the same way where I will just, something will come through and I like a text or email or whatever. And I'm just like blurting everything out. My husband's just like sitting there. Okay. Yes. And I'm just, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just frustrated.
2: I am you. My husband is your husband. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that is what that is. <laughs> Yeah, he almost dreads telling me anything
0: <laughs> and I don't blame
2: him because he plays such a protective role over me. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense, but yeah.
0: Yeah. And then there's times where I'm like looking at my husband, like, please get on my level, like just right. have some <laughs> reaction, get mad. Like, I don't care, throw something like, show me there. You're not <laughs> so dead inside. Yeah. So, um, are, are there, what with this type of person that you are trying to parent with are there boundaries that you have are there you know certain ways of handling how she communicates or doesn't communicate
1: we've ran through i mean we've basically tested every method we could figure out um and she normally just kind of bulldozes right through it freight trains um yeah freight train it's faster than a bulldozer um, (laughs) Mm. and much more violent (laughs) um this is therapeutic for me right now the most semi-effective uh way that we've kind of nailed down is you know i've i've refused to uh, text with her anymore, unless it's about logistics. And even, even that just gets stupid after 30 seconds, but uh, you know, email only that way I can put it all in one thing. I'm not having a screenshot, a bunch of text messages and, mm-hmm. and, and it slows, it slows her down a little bit, you know, <laughs> she's kind of a hammer texter. Nah. I can get like, she'll send like 23 texts before I can even look at it.
0: Yep.
1: Um, but so that seems to help um, just refusing to argue with her. You know, I've, I've told her multiple times, you know, I'm not going to respond to any high conflict messages. You know, I'll pick out things that need to be addressed and then I'll decide whether I want to deal with all of them or just, Mm -hmm. you know, the two most important things or whatever's relevant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just calmly send a short message, a short email and address whatever it is and, you know, shut her down and she'll keep going. She'll just bop, 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 bop. But I just don't answer. Mm -hmm. Don't answer any of that because I've, you know. There's almost never
2: any pertinent information in what she's wanting to know. (laughs) <laughs> no or do, I mean honestly because that's what I want to look for is like okay, what is the need right now? Let's let's just answer that quickly and concisely, or not let's he just do that quickly and get it over with. But that's never. I mean it's high conflict. It's never mm-hmm. enough. It's yeah. always going to be. There's there's no solutions. I I love solutions. No solutions on that side. Just that would the point of it is to fight and that's not. Ugh. It's not what we want
1: yeah <laughs> I've, I've tried solutions I've tried sticking up for myself sticking up for my wife and my kids and you know if <laughs> she would come come at me you know blaming me for this her for that one of our kids for that foster kids for that
0: mm. she
1: hates that we're doing foster care hates it um why? except for
0: why she oh, she
1: supports it on Facebook like you know <laughs> right yeah but in real life she hates it
2: yeah Um, I don't really know exactly why she hates it because I actually don't think she does it was her her friends or people doing it I think it's just because we're doing it it's just a hated thing so it becomes a um, a bullet for her mm -hmm. if um, like we're adopting our youngest foster son right now we've had him since he was 16 days old and he's 20 months old right now. And so that has been a sore spot. You're adopting. Yes, we're adopting. So (laughs) So I can't have children, but this is our, ours baby. So, and it wasn't planned. Obviously, obviously it's foster care and you never know what kind of phone call you're Mm going to get. They called me that night for, can you take this teen? And I was like, we already have a teen and her baby. Yeah. get a teen and her baby here for uh over a year. And I was just like, we can't, I only have a crib open. That's all I have. And they're like, oh, we just got a baby. We'll bring you a baby. I'm like, okay. And they brought me a baby and he has not left. <laughs> he's going oh. to be ours. Oh and he's, he's precious. <laughs> but that's been a sore spot. I think naturally that's a sore spot. Even if we would have had our own child, it would have been a sore spot, you know, that ours baby thing. Mm-hmm. But since it's an adoption situation, it's like an extra dagger to throw Like, I think the recent message we got last week was that we were disgusting and creepy and weird and awful for, for having those, his two youngest girls call him their brother. I mean, he's been around for almost two years and we're adopting him. Yeah. It's just that kind of stuff. It's just like another dagger, I guess, since he's not biologically ours, it's not their brother. I so sickly.
0: It's like stuff like that, where I'm like, why are you so bored? like don't you have other things to be pissed about like don't you have other things going on in your life instead of attacking the relationship that has nothing to fucking do with you
2: right (laughs) right and if you could see these kids in our house it they literally do not see um relationship other than they're all siblings even the um foster teens we have in the house they all know they're not biologically related and they still tell everybody their brother and sister to all the kids in the house Mm -hmm. so whether they're step halves however they're connected everyone in this house is like that's my brother that's my sister that's my brother and anywhere we go that's my brother except when it comes to me and my stepdaughters, that's not my mom that's my stepmom i'm like thank you
0: we look nothing alike but thank you (laughs)
1: they have to announce it any chance (laughs) Uh,
0: the kids from the high conflict Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. And that's why, like, I feel like, right. like, you know, they're, cause they know how their mom feel. Like, I feel like yes. that, they get alienated, alienated in that way and that they need to mentally have that. that oh barrier. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sucks.
2: Alienated. Oh my gosh. We had to teach them how to not call their dad by the, his first name for a while too. Yeah. I mean, girl, I also
1: had to <laughs> teach them their, their, their last, last name. name,
2: their last name, which is his last name Oh yeah. <laughs> no.
1: it, until my daughter was in pre-K, you know, and they, she had her name tag and all that, and, you know, she thought her name was the same as her mom's name. Cause her mom told her that yeah. she even tried this. to teach her how to write it and oh. all this stuff. And it's like, yeah my stepson
0: my stepson thought that his name was hyphenated and it's not oh gosh she she would write in her last name and he's like i'm like no but and then i like told my husband i'm like you need to have a conversation with him because he is mistaken
2: oh yeah (laughs) it's just foolishness i mean just absolute foolishness so it's stuff like that all the time i'm currently the topic of um all of her daggers Right now, lately, because we're approaching court, court's like a month away. So everything. I mean, last week, I went and voluntarily took a drug test because I'm getting accused of being a drug over and over. Which, if you knew me, is absurd. (laughs) Like it's absurd. I'm like, we are mandated by the state. Do you have any idea how many state workers are in my house every month? Like, I,
0: yeah,
2: I couldn't even. I well, not only could I not survive as that, but yeah, it's just so outrageous. The the amount of I've said it before that her insecurities are such a huge burden for me.
0: Yeah, mm. that sucks. Her insecurities are such a huge burden for me. It mm-hmm. might be the quote of the set. So it is. I just feel like that every day. I'm like, God,
2: you're, and I wish it didn't burden me. But and there's some little piece of me that has like a heart for her that wants. I like hope we could be friends or one day or no,
0: get tatt- yeah. no, no, it's,
2: I just, I keep telling that little piece yeah. of me, like, die, that's never going to happen. <laughs>
0: yep. And I think, I think that that's the, that's the sad part that we, that we struggle with as, as stepmoms, where it's like, it's not that we hate this person, it's that they hate us. And we right. like, that's the something that I struggle with is where I'm like, I have all these mean thoughts and feelings and I'm like (laughs) she's making me become someone that I'm not like yes I'm a two on the Enneagram like I am the feeler and I want to help people and I want to you know and I would love to have a better or a better relationship with her but it's like you can only try for so long and continue to get slammed down where you're like fine like I'm over that
2: yeah, there's a line for me. And when you attack any of my kids, call them names or say any hateful things about them, that's the line for me. I'm like, we're probably not going to come back from that one. And that line has been passed this year, hardcore passed. And I'm like, my kid, you don't even know my kids. They've never done anything to you. This is like a next level evil. <laughs> like, but, So that's that's where I am with that. I'm like, we're we're done. I'll be nice to you because I love your children, but we're done. <laughs>
0: yeah and being nice is even like I just don't I just don't partake anymore so yeah I get that so Sam tell me about um your role as stepdad
1: well that was uh a little bit of a learning curve you know I wasn't a stranger to having daughters but I hadn't had one you know in in teen years yet so and um Yeah, they were super fun right off the bat. You know, we were all just hanging out, and, and, uh, you know, they both were pretty quirky kids. Yeah. And, but totally opposite quirky at the same time. And, oh, yeah, just lots of period talk and all that (laughs) kind of stuff right off the bat, you know, and,
2: and Sam's so conservative. So that was so funny to watch. They're like, I need a towel. I'm- <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> He's like, bleeding. Oh, I'm gosh, like, oh I'm like, is she
1: hurt? <laughs> like, no, no, no. Go
2: bring her towel. Just do it. I'm giggling so hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I feel like they took me on as a dad pretty much immediately.
2: They jokingly called you father. Yeah. Right off the bat, they're like, Hi, father. And it has always been that way. Hi, father. <laughs>
1: Hi, Father. Yeah. (laughs) Every once in a while, our fifteen-year-old slip up and call me Dad, and she's like, "Oh no, I didn't mean that." I'm like, "You meant it." Come on. But But. here's the
2: difference too between the teen, my girls, is they never came from high conflict at Mm -hmm. all. So Mm -hmm. taking him in was so easy, and that's what I wish more of these high conflict parents would see: is that give them that space without high conflict to just be organic with their relationships. And it's just so easy. They like totally adopted him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And they had a dad, you know, they had a, a dad, a father figure, or whatever. And they were like, Hey father. Yeah. And yeah.
0: how do you get along with the best friend X?
1: Oh, we well, get along great. Um, You know, he was a little at first just kind of, I guess protective, you know, around his kids and and stuff. And he's like, I, you know, need to scope this guy out, see if he's. You both were. Yeah, I was scoping him out <laughs> too. But um, now, I mean, we we hit it off. After I got to get comfortable around people and know I can trust them before I can start saying all the nonsense that I say. Um,
2: <laughs> well, and you hadn't really been yeah. in a non high conflict situation
1: no never either yeah so yeah but you know within what two months we went on a float trip and mm-hmm. you know we were buds
2: wow. we've been to the lake we we went to the lake with them two summers in a row we'll have like like a lake day we try to try to get together with them and her kid. you know his family that he has now and um at least once a year to like Mm -hmm. actually get together and do something fun. I'm not saying that everybody can do that. I mean, we, we have a long friendship, so um, we've just, and that, that took work. That was not like easy to go, Oh, we're friends now. Mm -hmm. That was a challenge at times. And it took both people max effort. And then it just, and then it became more natural. Mm -hmm. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I also think that there is the difference between stepdads and stepmoms. Would you agree that there? What is? I mean, either through your personal experience or, or Jenny, I mean, you've, you know, you have your, you know, what? Who has it easier? Step Not dads. between you two, but like step. Who has it? Stepdads. Stepdads step Dad.
2: have it. You know, <laughs> um, one word: emotions. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not saying that men can't have be emotional too that's not what I'm saying, but I think in in my experience, typically um I have a lot more of the feelings and and intense feelings and where he doesn't where things are a little bit more black and white, and this is what we're doing this is not what we're doing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a little bit harder to be. <sighs> Especially in a home, because for me as a woman, my my home is this is my nest, man. This is my safe space. This is I've got to I want to make it great for my kids and for my husband and every day. So that is like I'm clinging to that role. So when stepkids come in, and I'm trying to navigate being the mom of the house without being their mom, right. um, And when I and at least in our experience, I think you got it way easier.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean you're you're wired for emotions and and uh you know nurturing and stuff and I'm just kind of wired to provide <laughs> and then come home and punish and teach you, you're a great <laughs> teacher
2: you're such a great teacher Here's the thing about Sam is that he doesn't talk a whole lot but when he does everybody perks up and listens mm. so what he says is so important and it, and so they all have a, a mass respect for him. Well, for both of us, but I'm just way more. Oh, and I mean, like we have a lot of teenagers here and little ones. So I mean, there's a lot of emotions there, and and I, I can do that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> tantrums on both ends of the spectrum.
2: Oh, teens and toddlers are not that far apart.
1: <laughs> They're just no. The teens can talk yeah that's about the only difference yeah <laughs>
2: teen i mean they're both a lot of fun i'm not going to say teens are terrible because i really really like our teens they can be so much fun to hang out with talk to goof off with and um but when they're they're in their feelings and um with their frontal lobe not fully developed and stuff it's like dealing <laughs> with a toddler that has way bigger vocabulary
0: right. so <laughs> uh so you guys are going to court. So just things that are coming up for you guys that are like stressful, how are you managing to stay connected as a couple? Um, how do you make time for each other? How do you, you know, all those things.
2: That's the hard part. That really is. Yeah. The tough part. Um, we have a seven bedroom house out in the woods and, uh, we don't have a room to ourselves ever. <laughs> we go to our room and knock on, there's a, about three knocks on the door before we actually get some peace and quiet. Um, but no, we really have to strive for it. Even if it's, Hey, it's time to take my stepdaughter's home. We're going to leave. We're going to put the baby to bed or leave him with the teens. Cause there, there's so many of them here. Even one of them would be sufficient to watch him, but there's a bunch. Mm-hmm. So we're going to leave him with you guys this one day a week. We're gonna go run through a fast food place and get ice cream and sit in the car and talk. And um, and we do try to plan a date every now and then. That same scenario, leaving the kids together here or something. We don't really ever leave the step my stepdaughter's here alone ever. We cherish that time we get with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, um,
1: and sometimes we'll get up early and go get donuts for the kids on Saturday mm -hmm. mornings. And
2: we basically just sneak 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 away. Sneak around. (laughs) Uh-huh. <laughs> we're way overdue for like a vacation or something i don't know
1: yeah but so. but we, we just Out spend a lot of time just doing projects <laughs> together too things that need to get done but we'll you know we'll cut the you know, cut the grass together you know and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. things if we're in a you know a 10 foot radius of each other and we're you know i'm helping her with her chicken house or
0: <laughs> swearing swearing <laughs> at
1: her chickens while she's holding them all, or, or whatever you know. We just
2: we just hang out a lot. We ch- we we definitely don't get really sick of each other's presence because those times where we get those little sp- spots of time to talk alone without a kid around are just here and there. It's very spotty, and so we do kind of tend to hang out with each other a lot when we are home. And he works really hard, so we 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 cherish that stuff too. And then, I mean, ideally we would be out in the garage working on our bikes if mm-hmm. we had, if we really had time. So or
1: room. <laughs> <Or> room, yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: but yeah, we, but we do talk a lot about our marriage. We all, that is always up for discussion. Anytime there's an upset with the high complex stuff and, and he totally allows me to be honest with him without taking anything personally. At least I think you do. Mm-hmm. If I'm like, you know what, Sam, sometimes I want to run away and don't like, just, just let me get through my thought here. Sometimes I want to run away. I'm just so sick of this. This is not what, I, you know, this is not what anybody would want. Not you, just this whole, the mm-hmm. drama. Um, but I just love you so much. I love these kids. I love our life here. I love what we've created. And so we, he really gives me that space, just to vent. Mm-hmm. And when he does that, I very easily come back around and you know, see what's important. And, you know, and it really helps me too, when he can be vulnerable and tell me how he feels and which doesn't happen that often, but it's really (laughs) nice when it does. And, um, I don't know, uh, he allows me to be vulnerable and he has everything he does is to make sure that we have trust, whether it's with our emotions or anything. So Mm -hmm. we've got a good foundation. I think that's it. So when things suck and they just suck and we can tell each other everything's just sucky right now. I'm everything's
0: sorry. just sucky and we're gonna just sit in our suckiness together. Yep, just She's gonna be miserable
2: it. for a little while and we'll get
1: over it. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Uh Sam, how uh what does Jenny do that supports you that makes you feel supported?
1: Um she helps me kind of process things how I need to with as far as, you know, mainly it's just dealing with my second ex. Um, we spend way too much energy on that at this point, but, you know, she, especially from the get go, cause I was used to just dealing with her, how we always deal. It was very, very toxic relationship, you know, just yelling and just stupid crap. And, You know, she's kind of could she could look at it from the outside and be like, oh, why don't why don't you try this? Why don't you take out these nine cuss words in this text <laughs> and start clean it up? Yeah, kind of <laughs> you know, make it more of a of a business mm-hmm. relationship as far as dealing with her and and all of that. And she's I've definitely grown a lot since uh having a stable uh woman in my life
0: (laughs) yeah
1: and um and as far as the day-to-day you know deal now you know now we uh I don't know she keeps me grounded a little more I think We have a good mix, you know, she's way more emotional than I am. I'm way more. (laughs) So when when we kind of mix the two, you know, it's it's a pretty good balance.
2: Yeah. And I think I I see that you, he needs space when he's upset or angry and needs support. He, his support really, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, is needing some space. I just mm -hmm. need some space. I need to go outside in my garage. I just need I I need the noise to go away. Mm. And I think, I don't know. Am I wrong on that? (laughs) I think I try to give him that. Mm -hmm. Like, here, yeah, you go do that. You go be alone for a little while or you
0: go do your thing. Yeah. yeah. And again, knowing that about one another is crucial. I think it took my husband and I, like, I don't know, the first six months of our marriage was like, because we were, I mean, we didn't get married a month in, but (laughs) we did get married like just over, just under a year, um, of being together. And it was like the first six months of our marriage, it was literally constant fighting, constant fighting. And it was like, both of our, both of our needs were like, he needed space, but I needed to talk. And I didn't understand that him needing space wasn't him leaving me and that like all this stuff. (laughs) And then it was like, oh, okay. But once you understood, you know, once you understand how the other person communicates what they need in those moments and you can respect that and still come together, like that, that's the good stuff. That's the foundation where you can build on and still sit in the shitty, right? Yep. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, we're both, Neither one of us like conflict with each Mm -hmm. other at all. Like sometimes we'll avoid it to an unhealthy state, but
2: we've only ever gotten three tiffs in our whole marriage. And I say tiffs because they weren't fights; they weren't arguments. It was just like I'm angry and you're angry at the same time, and we're kind of being rude to each other without words. We need (laughs) to go to separate rooms. You know, it's just like
0: like tiffy, like
2: (laughs) nothing big. Yeah. but it does open the door for we need to talk we mm-hmm. we need
0: this mm-hmm. it's gotten bad it so yep. yeah 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 yeah
1: you know that, that's a huge change for me you know relationship wise cuz both of my ex wives you know it was i thought my first one was high conflict um but she was just a brat the, the second <laughs> one yeah. was you know and and I picked up a lot of bad habits in that relationship too, as far as fighting, you know, what, if you fight, I feel like the next time you get in an argument or fight or whatever that you pick up right from where you left off. So that's your new starting point. So, you know, our, maybe our first couple arguments were like at a three. So then the next one, you, you're there and then you take it to a five and then from there Mm -hmm. you take it to you know ends up going to 11 Mm -hmm. and that bar just keeps getting lower and lower and lower yeah yeah and it it took me a while to I mean I I was single for a a while after that um a year year and a half something like that and took took a while to recharge from that and try to come back down to Normal life. Um,
0: Where you weren't constantly fighting or fleeing?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Fighting, fighting then fleeing. <laughs> fighting, um, then fleeing. Yeah. I actually, after I left her, I picked up a side job um, as a bouncer, and that actually helped.
2: <laughs> no, um, that always yeah, sounds it,
1: so bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: it, yeah. Uh, yeah that helped get yeah, the, some aggression
1: out. <laughs> well, it started by helping get aggression out, and then I actually you know kind of learned conflict resolution and mm-hmm. and you know how to how to calm situations down and stuff. and you know I, I think that helped. And then when we got together, um, you know, I've kind of had an in-home therapist, if you will. or life coach maybe
2: I had just (laughs) gone through about three years of my own personal therapy pretty intense I was really trying to get over a lot of traumas myself and I was determined to get all the self-help I could so and I really did some amazing things with therapy and then also I was a hairdresser for 20 years so if I think we should have a degree in psychology to
0: do that oh yeah absolutely yeah my my dad's wife, she does hair and um, God, she's just the best at talking, talking to people. And like that there's, there's certain people that I need to have in my life. Cause I'm like an introvert where I need to have them in my life. So when we go out into the world, they will be the ones that talk to people because I don't want to. And my husband and I are both introverts. So when we go out in the world together, like we're on vacation and like random people start to talk to us, we are like, what do we do? What do we do? But my, like Dad's wife, and then Gannett, who's the co-host on you know the show. Oh yeah, she's super gregarious, and like I love going places with her because she's just like hi, you know. <laughs> and yeah, I I don't. Mm-hmm, that's great. Hairdressers, <laughs> hairdressers can. Yes, the therapists, the un the underpaid therapists, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. So I had a lot of knowledge to impart to to share, I think in a therapeutic setting of like, Hey, you guys have just been through a lot of trauma. Let's talk about that. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think's going on. What do you think? But yeah, I think it, yeah, it's definitely been good. Yeah. The two of us. So mm-hmm.
0: All right, so we're gonna wrap up and I want to ask you guys to, and just a random question that I'm gonna think about right now. Um, but since we've been on the topic of high conflict and, and navigating that as a couple for all of the listeners who are also dealing with that because you are so not alone. Um, <laughs> what is your nugget of advice for stepmoms and their partners? On how to not lose their minds, uh, what keeps you strong? Do you want to do, do? you want an answer from both of us? Yeah, sure. Um, you,
2: yeah, I think my piece of advice is: I'm really having to get comfortable being uncomfortable. I'm really having to get comfortable with the suckiness, and that's okay. Um, I often have to deal with a, a lot of um, traumatized. Teen fosters and you know foster kids that are teens and stuff, and they're they're dealing with a lot of grown up issues, just to be honest. And so, I often say to them, you know what, this this just sucks right now. It's not always going to suck. It's going to suck right now. It might suck for this amount of time, and and then it's always going to get better. Life yens and yangs. I constantly have to tell myself, this is just the yin or the yang. This is what goes up must come down. This is the cycle. This is uh, the rhythm. And just to be comfortable in the crap, because it's not always going to be crap. Mm -hmm. And if I think back three years ago, when I thought it was really yucky back then, and I'm like, some of the moments or things that were said about me, and I'm like, oh, it's just soul crushing. Oh my gosh, I haven't done it. And then I'm like, oh, I totally over that one, you know, Mm -hmm. and I have to keep thinking you're going to get over this one too, Mm -hmm. soul crushing right now that you're going to get over it. I do a lot of self-care. Um, do not forget your self-care <laughs> and um, really, really uh, a lot of honesty with your partner um, about how you're feeling, even if it's sucky, bad feelings, and you can even warn them, this is going to be yucky and gross. And I might not even really feel this way, but I'm going to say, <laughs> right <now. laughs> I just need you to hear me. Mm-hmm. And um, so really having those weird conversations and being okay when he has those conversations with you, and not reacting to their reactions, and maybe that's a lot of advice, but
0: <laughs> are- no, that's all okay. super good. I I think that what's so important in in what you said is is also recognizing your areas of growth, and that you are. I mean, I know that I'm super different than I was eight years ago right. when I got got into this role, and and you know, there's still things that really piss me off that have always pissed me off, but yep. the way that I respond to them or how long I carry them or, you know, all the different things. Like, those are the things that we have to focus on and really celebrate to keep us going because it's not this like linear thing, right? right? You're going to like go back and forth and, and whatever. But if you know that you are growing from the experiences, um, that to me, like for me is, is more empowering than being like, it's always going to be this way right. and it's always going to suck. And I'm always going to be the same person because you're not, you're not always going to be the same person dealing. That's the thing that I always answer. Does it get easier? No, no. <laughs> it <doesn't> get Easier. <laughs> you get better at dealing with the hardship. That's mm-hmm. what you need to focus on. You can't wait for the hardship to stop because you don't have any control over that, but you do have control over how you manage it.
2: Yes. Right? Yes.
0: We'll end with you.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I figure, you know, you need to figure out boundaries, how much, how much you're willing to take and where you're going to draw the line. And you got to be able to adapt because it's always changing, especially the crazier the situation or the crazier the X is. Um, you know, you got to be able to adapt and, and uh, oh, I had one more. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have grit for this stuff. You, you really do. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I Um, I,
0: I think that, you know, I, I want to have more couples on because I think it's super, super helpful. Um, You know, this will be another one where I just refer people to listen to with their partner um, because hearing from another couple who's in it, another Mm -hmm. uh, partner, stepdad, you know, all of that is, is super beneficial. So thank you again um, for coming on you are wrapping up my season three. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yay. Season four will start in November. I am taking October off. So yay! I'm so excited. I, yeah. I mean, obviously I
2: listen all the time. So. <laughs> <I'm> very involved.
0: <laughs> um, Will, uh, will people be able to contact you if they have questions about your story? Um, I imagine the adoption process or perhaps foster care. Yeah. Any of it. I mean, I'm a talker, so just get me going. We'll we'll talk.
2: All right. I will Um, put. Absolutely. I'm on Instagram and that'd probably be the easiest way Okay. find me. You can just link me down there.
0: All right. I will put your information (laughs) in the show notes. Everyone. Thank you as always for listening. Be well and stay radical. All right, ladies, the episode is over, but do you want a little more? Come find me on Instagram and join the community at Radical Stepmoms Podcast or schedule a one-on-one session and get that personalized support or become a Radical member and gain access to exclusive content like bonus episodes and merch. Radical Stepmoms is so much bigger than a podcast. Check out the details and the notes on this episode.